Hey, Domestic Don, Josh Landers in the dungeon yet again for a uh, kind of a turkey day, uh, pre-turkey day, I guess. It's in a couple of days um, edition here, and hopefully hopefully you guys will have a good week uh, leading up to it. If you're so privileged to have a job still, then uh, hopefully you get a couple of days off Thursday and Friday to spend with your family, but don't go outside of the house. Spend it inside with the family that is nearest to you, which we've been doing for the last eight months, eight and a half months now. So that's not a tall order for anybody. Stay with the family that you've seen every fucking day for the last uh, eight months. And the one, the wife you hate, the husband you want to shoot, the kids that are just at your cock and balls or your coochie all day long. How about you spend another holiday with them? We already had Easter. You probably had a couple of birthdays. We had, uh, um, what else do we have? Fourth of July, Memorial Day. We've had a lot of holidays that we get to spend with our family, and now we get to do it again. But not with our extended family, people we maybe haven't seen in years, people that you may not want to see uh, for a few more years. So it might be a good thing for you. But right now, it's it's going to be a obviously is it is it a different Thanksgiving? Oh my God, this is so different. Uh, what are we going to do for Thanksgiving? Look how the country was founded. I'm sure there's going to be a little bit of some sect of the population out there, uh, some culture possibly indigenous culture that might have a little bit of a different uh, point of view of how tumultuous this Thanksgiving is. If you believe in that sort of thing, what we're doing, which I mentioned last week, my my posh family, uh, we're going to Lake Tahoe. So we have a, a hotel there that is charging a resort fee when we uh, end up get going there. I don't know why we're doing that place. Nothing's going to be open for the resort, whatever that means. If there's a hot tub, it's going to be closed. If there's a sauna, it's also going to be closed. There might be a gym there if you want to work off that extra uh, uh, that weight that you've been packing on during the old COVID days. Um, that's going to be closed too. So I don't know what kind of amenities we even signed up for, but it was close. It was right in the heart of South Lake Tahoe on the California side. I'm interested, like I mentioned, I think I did, is to go into the casinos and see what's going on there. Uh, nothing. I think they'll be shut down. Uh, the arcade that is in the bottom of one of the casino slash hotels on the Nevada side that my kids like to go to to get them uh, ready for gambling. That's what arcades are. It's just a, a, it's a kid's gambling haven. You put money in. You either win tickets or you don't. Usually you do. But it's almost the gambler who loses all the time when you get that four-ticket uh, reward, that prize. And I'm sure parents know what I'm talking about. If you're an adult and you remember going to arcades when you're a kid or Chuck E. Cheese and shit, you remember, you know what I'm talking about. When you win the four tickets, it's like, wah, 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 wah. You want the one that's 150. If you're so lucky to get the jackpot, 1,000 or whatever it might be, you're fucking, you're scoring some uh, a cichlet, cichlets and uh, maybe some Smarties. And if you're really lucky, some shitty blow-up toy that's going to uh, pop on the way home. So that's going to be closed. But it was fun for my kids. Give them 10 bucks each. Let them run around for an hour because that's how 10 bucks, that's how we last in this very fruitful lifestyle that we're living. Uh, our kids are well seasoned to last in an arcade just giving them $10. Yeah, do other parents give their kids 40 bucks maybe for an hour? Possibly. I think that's what happens. Uh, but not our kids, right? They're going to be um, not privileged. They're going to be, well, they already are, they're going to be humble. 
they're going to practice humility in life in the arcade. Uh, but I like taking them there, and now that's going to be shut down. So outside of that difference, it's not no difference for us. It's always it was always our small little family that we got uh, that we traveled with. Uh, one year we did go to New Mexico. Me, m- myself, and the kids. My wife stayed at home because she was having foot surgery. So that was pre-COVID. That was three years ago now. And but it was still small. Just me, my kids, my brother, and my parents. Uh, and we might have saw some of the other relatives that, for some reason, moved out to uh, uh, New Mexico when my parents did years ago. But um, yeah, it's it, no difference. I don't feel much different about it outside of just we're not going to be able to do this shit that we want to do. Outdoor stuff, fine. Hiking, great. Uh, don't usually kayak in the wintertime in that area. But this year, it's going to be like 46 degrees during the day. With If you don't know anything about the Sierra Nevadas, that's not good. That's not a good sign that it's that warm at this time of year. The last three or four years we went, I think we've hit pretty good snow. And we're able to go sledding. We're able to make snowmen or snow unicorns, as my daughter likes to do. Uh, this year, I just don't know. I don't think there's a lot of snow. I have a friend who's sending me pictures who's there now. It seems like there's a little bit to find some sledding in the uh, upper elevation of the mountains, but not in the basin. So that's what it's going to be. What am I going to do? I'm just going to drink whiskey and beer and uh, hopefully find some restaurants that will have some outdoor seating in the 40-degree weather. I'm sure they're well, they're well suited for that. It's a fucking tourist trap. The whole area is a tourist trap in certain parts of the year. Uh, could, could I be a local who lives there? No. Do I love the area? I love it. It's beautiful. I could probably live on the Nevada side, maybe going up a little bit towards, uh, what was it, Carson City? I could probably live on that side because you get away from the tourism. But right now, it's, it's just a, a hotbed of tourism. But is it now? Did COVID change that during Thanksgiving? It's always busy, and I'm sure it's going to be a little bit busy. People are trying to escape. People are trying to find a, 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 a decent uh, way to spend the holidays with others or not. We'll see how that goes. But I don't know. It's, it's, time will tell. Let's see if we see a spike in the virus after Thanksgiving or a spike in uh, uh, this COVID after the holiday season, which is kind of got another month, right? About a little month and a week. So that's what we're doing. I got to pack up the old fucking lesbian Subaru when my wife gets home, put some sleds in there just in fucking case they're making snow. Uh, I'm not paying for a goddamn snow park. Don't want to do 20 bucks per kid for an hour. That's not going to happen. So we'll find some hill off the side of the road, like a couple of fucking country bumpkins, and, and let them sled into a pine tree. Concussion or not, they'll have fun. Broken bones or not, they'll have a memory. A few years ago in Tahoe, I think it was probably four years ago now, probably said this already, I, it, was a, it was a fucking blizzard. A blizzard. And uh, white out on the way down the, into the basin off the hut of 50. We made it just in time, though, uh, before they closed it off. Uh, and then, you know, next day, two days later, whatever it was, all the parking lots were frozen once the snow stopped falling. And then my dumb ass putting my daughter into the car slips. And right on the ice, I kind of blacked out maybe for a couple of seconds. I know I've told this story, but who cares? Nobody listens. And I got, I, I got up. Get in the car, and my wife looks over at me. She's, Josh, you're bleeding. Ah, so I have to look in the rear view, and I look in there, and there's just a, just a flap of skin hanging off the edge of my temple, above my eyebrow, kind of near my sideburn, just a, a, my perfect, perfectly groomed sideburns, which is not true, uh, and my lovely, my lovely flowing hair. But there's like a pepperoni size of flap of skin just hanging off my forehead. 
off my temple. And if you don't know anything about that region, it bleeds a lot. I've had injuries in rugby before. I've got hit in the uh, eye, I think, probably playing uh, school ground football when I was a kid. I've, you know, or I took an elbow from some asshole on, uh, on the, uh, playing basketball. You know, it bleeds. The forehead bleeds. I was once, when I was a child, across the street from my house, and we lived on a dirt road, and across from our house was the cows and chickens and just a big open, open field. And I was just being a kid. I was, I don't eight, nine years old. I, I can't remember. My dad was home. He was probably taking a nap. He didn't give a shit what, what I was doing. Uh, my mom was probably at work. Maybe it was a Sunday. My dad was a mailman for way too many years. Uh, so he, he was home. He had that, that switching day off. You know, maybe he had a, a random Wednesday off. And maybe a Sunday. I don't fucking remember. But I was across the street from our house playing in the ditch and launching dirt clods off one of these sort of bendable reflector things I think they have on the side of the road uh, uh, in the in the country uh, that, you know, where cars are going down, they won't fall into the, the, the very shallow ditch, but it's still a ditch. So it's a, it's a plastic reflector. It is bendable. So I found in my, my very creative and critically thinking brain at that age, because I, I was just a marvel. I, I, was, I was someone that people saw and be like, that guy's going to be something special. This guy's going to do something with his life. This guy is a prodigy of some kind. And they got it all wrong. They got it absolutely fucking bucket shit wrong, if that's a phrase. So I was bending this reflector down, putting dirt clods on it, and launching them. Woo! Woo! You know, watching them you know, bang on the dirt in a puff of smoke. And I'm like, that was, my, that was my entertainment. Nintendo was boring after a while. You could only play baseball stars for so long before you're like, I got to go outside. So I did that. I don't know where my brother was. He was probably doing. He was probably jerking off. Who knows? Who knows? He was probably thirteen or fourteen. Probably that's what he was doing. But now he's probably playing with his fucking cars. Um, but uh, what was I say? Oh, so he launched into dirt clouds, and I must have slipped. Don't remember. Must have slipped. And the reflector, which is a heavy plastic, mind you, it did that little that little flutter, I guess, right into my forehead, the middle of my forehead. I'm like, woo, ow, that kind of hurt. That was a snap. And then I reach for my forehead, blood everywhere, just absolutely everywhere. And it's just streaming down my face. I don't know if it got my eyes or not. I can't remember, but it's just all over my face. And I'm wiping it off, wiping it off. I'm like, ah, how, do, how did that happen? I go right across the into my yard to the front door, and for some dumb reason, I knock on the door. It's my fucking house. So I knock on the door, or probably the screen door that had like, like had a hole in it. I remember we had a lot of screen doors that just had holes until we got like one of those uh, sturdier security doors in a town that a lot of people still have unlocked doors for whatever reason. Maybe my parents were paranoid people. Maybe that, did that cause me? I don't know, whatever. We had a screen door that's more heavy duty. That's probably all it was. So I knock on something, the screen door, door, whatever the fuck it was. And my dad comes out. He's like, Josh. And then he brings me in. I'm still bleeding, gushing blood. And then he wants me to lay down. I don't lay down. Or no, he tells me not to lay down. Excuse me. My dad was a medic in, uh, uh, during the Vietnam, not in Vietnam, but he was a medic for the Watts riot during that time. Never, never got uh, uh, shipped out, I guess, as they call it. But he was a medic, so he kind of knew a little bit. Uh, so he said, don't lay down, don't fall asleep, let's just get your head washed. Maybe it wasn't fall asleep. Can you lay down when you have a head injury? It's not falling asleep, is that it? I don't know. Did they think you would die? I can't remember what the, what the studies have shown in the science of, of head injuries. Uh, but he just wipes it with a rag. It's a fucking, it's a tiny, tiny little mark in the middle of my head. A little deep because the corner of that plastic, I think, dug in there a little bit. But it's, it's small. I wouldn't say pinhead small, but it's it's smaller than the size of a, a the center of a Cheerio. Let's just say that. 
Uh, and it was, it, but once he wiped it off, put a Band-Aid in it, I was fine. It was absolutely fine. In Tahoe, I was not fine. That thing was dripping like a sieve. It was dripping down my jacket, on my shirt, on my shoulder. It was just going drip, 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 drip. It would, it would not stop. So what I do is I I'll go inside, go into the hotel room, went in the hotel room, and I get some snow off the railing of the back porch. And I, I pack that up into a ball, and I just stick it on, the, on my head. I'm like, I'm fine, I'm fine. I get a towel. Uh, I put that on there. Uh, I'm sure the maids were happy about that to see just fucking uh, 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 miscarriage of towels on the floor, uh, blood all over them. But I put that on, on my temple with the ice. You know, I think I'm good. But every time I took it away, the flap just opened back up, flapped open, and just caught, kept bleeding. I'm like, fuck, I need stitches. Luckily, right across the road was a urgent care, a walk-in urgent care. So I go over there. They fucking, they get, take me right in. How did this happen? Slipped in the parking lot. And I'm laughing in the chair. I'm just laughing. And she's like, what are you, why are you laughing? I mean, she didn't say that, but what are you laughing at? This is stupid. It's Thanksgiving or the day after the day before. Can't totally recall. And just getting stitches. That only happens to me, right? I've, I've been fairly, well, no, I haven't. I haven't been injury free for like a full year in a long time. I do dumb shit. You know, I do dumb, stupid shit. Shit that's kind of out of my control. I, I don't know I'm going to slip. I don't know I'm going to wreck my knee when some guy jukes me. Uh, jukes a 41-year-old at that, at that moment. Uh, and he's 19 years old. I didn't know that my knee was going to give way last year. I didn't know I was going to split my uh, my fucking uh, chest plate and broke, break a ribs or a CV joint or a SC joint, excuse me, on my shoulder. I didn't know that. Anyways, they stitched me up. Long story short, didn't want to talk about this. Uh, long story short, they stitched me up. I got, I think, 11 or 12 of crescent shape. Doctor did a really good job. Not a lot of skin up there. Very thin. But she did, did a good job. I still have the scar, so it makes me look fucking taxi driver tough a little bit. Um, but it's just stupid. Stupid. That's not going to happen this trip because there was no fucking snow. But at least it was some excitement. Some excitement. And, of course, the black eye that eventually uh, came in on that side of the head uh, was a, was another story to tell my students at the time at the uh, uh, college I was teaching at. Why is Mr. Landers coming back with a bandage on his face and a fucking black eye? Did he get in a fight? And I think a couple, uh, uh, a couple years before that, I fell off a porch and broke my nose. And I got two black eyes. Um, that's a whole other can of worms. So hopefully it'll be all right. But I'm going to see how unaware people are. I'm going to see, I want to, I really want to see the mask situation. It's still California, so it's going to be that big mandate of wearing a mask. Uh, can we eat? through? Do, is there anything where you can eat through a mask now? Have they, have they developed that? Have they invented that yet? We could just somehow smash like stove, stovetop stuffing just through the mask and somehow through osmosis or like a fan or something just meshes right into your fat face. That should come. I think, I think that's pretty good. I, I might have to come up with that. Um, all right. Unaware people. Yeah. Oh, everyone's on drugs, I think, of some kind. I don't, I don't, I'm not taking any drugs to Tahoe. I probably wouldn't be smart with the kids sharing the same hotel room. Uh, but it would just be weed or an edible or something like that. Uh, but I'm not going to bring those. But I think lately, when I've been driving around, uh, I think everyone is on some kind of drug. I am. I know I am. I got the booze. Um, not for the last few days, though, trying to give myself a little break before I booze it up for the holidays, which is part of my structure. That's part of how I celebrate um, for whatever reason. I don't know. Uh, but everyone's on some kind of drugs. Just the other day. All right, wait, should I? Hold on. I got to pause this. My daughter's calling me. All right, I'm back. Uh, those of you who have kids, we we made a horrible decision and mistake, I think, when we had our children. Wait, hold on. Had our children. Um, 
I don't know if my mic, my new fancy microphone, did it pick that up? That wasn't a good one. Um, if you have children, uh, we made a mistake that many people probably don't do as much, which we pretty sh we should have talked to them a little bit more beforehand. Um, lately, my kids have get been getting more technology, of course. Everybody's kids have been getting more. I think even if you had a lot and you let them have a lot in the past, they're getting even more so now. Whether it's six, year six hours at school, four hours at school, whatever it might be, they're on the fucking computer all day long. They can tell you anything that, well, I have to get, use my phone for this. I have to use my computer for that. So that shit's out the window in terms of like trust and if they're actually doing work or not in the environment that they're, where they're supposed to be doing work. Anyways, I'm rambling on. Um, my daughter just had uh, episode issues. She's watching True the Rainbow Cat or some shit upstairs. I don't know what it is. Some Netflix show. Uh, the True. True. La, da, 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 da. True. That's how it goes. It's fucking wildly annoying and way too bright and way too cheery. Uh, something I would not watch when I was a kid. I watched Beetlejuice. Um, but uh, she was having trouble. And then when I, whenever I get up there, I get caught there for 10, 12 minutes trying to find which episode. I've already watched that. What are you doing? Push play. This is my seven-year-old sweet as pie daughter. And she just, I, I'm like stuck up there for 10, like I said, 10 to 12 minutes trying to find a fucking episode. She's already watched like 19 times, but she doesn't want to watch that one. She wants to watch another one that she's watched 26 times. So anyway, that was a, that was a hiccup. And I had to stop my 15-year-old son from getting ice cream when he doesn't get dessert every fucking night. They're not supposed to have dessert every night. That's another rule that we screwed up with. Not movies every single day. Not a massive amount of video games every single day, even though that's kind of out the window now for my 15-year-old. But also no dessert every day. Does every day, does every meal at the end of the night in the evening have to end with a treat? I am an anti-dessert person. I've made this very clear uh, to my five listeners. I don't appreciate dessert. I don't particularly like it. And it, when I, it kind of irks me that do we have dessert, dessert tonight? Think, in till yesterday. Did you have dessert yesterday? Yeah. Then no. So I'd also stop him and thwart him from getting ice cream when I'm trying to be in the garage doing this shit when he's supposed to be occupied playing some fucking video game that costs sixty bucks probably, and you have to pay twenty bucks a year to keep going with it. Everything is cost. Jesus Christ, I want to go back to baseball stars and hitting my fucking face, in my, my, my head and my face with fucking bendable, uh, thick plastic reflectors. That's what I wish I could get back to. Uh, let's get back to the drugs, though. Everybody's on some, some kind. And while I, was, while I drive around a lot lately, because I'm a winner, uh, so when I'm, I'm delivering shit and trying to hit my goal of 125, 130 bucks a day, if it's a, a decent four hours that I'm trying to make this money in, uh, that is, which is weirdly making ends meet lately, and it's a fucking easy job. But I've just noticed people aren't very aware, and I don't know if it's technology or is it drugs or is it just sort of the, this time? Everybody's blaming 2020 and the time and this. Eight. No, the people were unaware before this. But the, the, I don't know how many times I've been fucking cut off. I, maybe I'll do a live Instagram that no one will watch while I'm delivering. And there, there was cunts flying out my mouth. There's fucking you fucking ball sack dipshit coming out my ears. I, I'm I'm throwing out like racial epithets of every variety every single kind so don't say josh is he a racist is this man a no i'm not uh, hopefully not but i'm throwing out white trash i'm doing i'm, I'm making fun of crackers as much as i fucking can uh, but it, it just spits out i don't know what the person looks like in the car you know, i'm just yelling at him where did that come from it's called anger it's called uh not having anger management or control 
So if I'm delivering and I'm, I'm always at like a six or a seven in terms of anger and, and spite and, and uh, um, just pure emotion that is about like a, a simmering pot, I guess, is the best metaphor I can come up with right now, analogy. Uh, but I, I run like at an eight and a half to nine and I don't care. It's just a fucking, I'm making like $7 on one delivery, making 12 on another. It doesn't matter. But why am I getting so heated? Why, why is the heat there on me all the time? But it is, it is. And then it's just, there's a different kind of awareness that I'm tr- starting to see in the world. And it's not even with drivers. That's always been there. I've always been an angry driver. I will, uh, uh, uh give my dad props on that one. Uh, it, it's fully from his, him. Uh, that I learned that behavior of of just absolutely hating traffic and I- any kind of traffic or just dumb fucking drivers. I'm an excellent driver. I'm Dustin Hoffman and Rain Man without the skill set to count toothpicks, toothpicks and five car decks in Vegas. I, not I don't have that special skill set. I wish I was. I wish sometimes I was Rain Man. Um, what was his name? I know Tom Cruise's character is Raymond. I don't fucking remember. His name, anyways, uh, uh, I gotta look that up. But uh, I, I'm him. I'm an excellent driver, excellent driver, and I will take that to the grave, knowing that I am. Even if someone says I'm not, I am. And when people honk on, at me, I get upset. Uh, and I don't do a lot of honking. I do a lot of you fucking cunt to a to a male, a female, an alien person, a goat boy, whatever it might be, whatever they they associate as in their uh, Twitter feed or on their Twitter account, that's what I'm, their pronouns, or whatever they, they associate with what's their pronoun, that's, I, I yell that out. I try to be progressive. I try to be all-encompassing with my anger and my insults. Um, but the other day, the, the, the worst one I had this week was I was going by a store on a, you know, a slow side street, maybe 30, 35 miles an hour. I'm going the requisite speed. I'm not speeding. Uh, I follow the rules sometimes, most of the time. But if it's a 25, 30 mile, mile an hour road, I usually go, I don't go faster than 30, 35. I try not to, uh, depending on the day. And there wasn't any traffic. And this guy's crossing the street from a fucking cupcake shop or some shit, a bagel shop maybe. And he's just walking as slow as human, the slowest I've ever seen a human move who is not disabled or is who, who is under the age, I would say of like 65, 65 year olds can move now. Science and technology has really made 65 year olds. Most of them, some of them, uh, maybe a minor few uppity. Some of them even like, ah, they run across the crosswalk, which is also funny, but this guy was very slowly walking and he's just licking and you know my love for noises. I couldn't hear the noise of his licking and his fucking mastication of whatever he's just swallowed or chewing on, I guess, at that moment. I, I, I just visualized, and I heard it ringing in my ears like a, a Vietnam vet who went on some dangerous helicopter mission to save a bunch of innocent villagers. It was just... And in my mind, I'm like, fucking finish your cinnamon roll shit. Like, lick it off in the fucking restaurant. Or do it not in the middle of the road. And I raise my hands, like, approaching him. I'm like, can you move? I didn't honk. And he's looking at me like I'm doing something wrong while this fucking dildo is licking cinnamon, cinnamon roll cum stain off his fat fucking fingers that probably has some sort of weird fungal infection on the side and fuck that guy fuck fuck people who do that fuck them there's a re- i walk across the street all the time 
when there's no crosswalk. I do. But I have a little get up and go. I have a little bit of New York hustle. And should you have that crossing the street if a car is coming? Yes. You shouldn't have it as much when you cross the crosswalk and you have those 15 to 20 seconds with the, blue, the green man or the white man, whatever you want to call it. You can't call it white man. Uh, the green man going across, and he, he's green to me. My, my kid says he's white. That's racist. My son is a racist. Uh, but the, the, the flashing, is it, all, is it green in every state? I think it is. The green man. Or sometimes it just goes, go. Uh, I think in the Midwest. I can't remember. But the green man, he's on there. you got 15 seconds. And even when the red hand, which is racist as well against natives, but uh, I guess indigenous cultures, I'm sure that's going to get me too at some more at some point and 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 PC'd out of our culture of the red hand that stops. Um, but you still have 15 seconds. So if you're crossing a crosswalk, that's fine because the cars aren't trying to go yet. If the, you get down to one second and you notice the light is turning yellow on your uh, uh, byway or the, the on your right of way, I guess, then you then a little New York hustle. But we're fucking out of hustle now. We have no hustle. I understand that it's really hard to implement this in children nowadays. The New York fucking hustle. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. It's not a dance. I don't think that's what I always call it. Just a little you get up and go move. Fucking move. Shit is sometimes bearing down on you. You gotta go. Uh, and I don't know where I got this from. I lived in a, a slow-paced town. I grew up in one. There's not a lot of cars going down. I'm bearing down on you on fucking uh, Main Street with the three or four uh, stoplights that we had back then. And the dirt roads that I lived on and rode my bikes, uh, my BMXers. No. You know, there's nothing really to worry about in terms of traffic. But I just have it. It's, maybe it's, 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 it's ingrained. It's in, my, it's in my core. Just to, all right, I got to get out of the way because I don't want to get hit. And I don't want to be a douchebag to the person who might hit me. But this fucking 50-year-old asshole licking his, his cum stains, he's just, and he's looking at me like, what? Then I raise my hands and I say, what? And then finally he just crosses the yellow line and I, get the fuck out of the way. Move. I can't remember exactly what I said, but it was something to that vein. And I think I gave a little extra rev of my four-cylinder Nissan Frontier 2005 with a fixed windshield now. No, no more crack in it. Uh, but I just give it extra rev because that's how tough I am. And I look back and he doesn't even notice that I went by. I don't think he's just still licking his fucking gross paws. He probably still has a little bit of the, of the cinnamon roll cinnamon, you know, the sticky shit that's on the, the fucking snail shell interior, whatever they call it. The roll. I don't know. He's probably, he's probably still, he's probably like gnawing that out with his beaver teeth or maybe his rat teeth. And he's just, I'm no one to talk about teeth, but I, this guy's a, he's, he's, he's a jerk and he's just probably gnawing. That cinnamon, sugary, sweet slime just out of his middle knuckle, out of his hairy middle knuckle. The fucking sapien. He's not even homo sapien. Well, he's not even sapien. He's no. That that's not. I can't. That's not PC. I can't just say that. He's not human. He's a, he's a mongoloid. That's what he is. He's a fomorian giant mongoloid, kind of like Khloe Kardashian's new face. But this guy is more of a mongoloid in mentality than any of the Kardashians. And I don't like the Kardashians, but this guy's another level of shithead. Another level. So fuck that guy. Uh, another other, other people say fuck you too. Fuck, I got to take a break in a second again. Uh, hold on. Do you hear that? No, I think they're still okay, but five minutes, I think I'm out. And then I, I'll... Fuck, goddamn. Uh, gurus. I'll get to this, and then I'll take a little pause. Why am I telling you this? I'm talking to myself. I'm giving myself mel mental notes. Can you give me that, please? I could give myself mental notes without getting any uh, reprieve. Um, definitely no accolades. Is reprieve the right word? Reprieve. No, that's not the right word. Without getting any comeuppance? I don't know. Uh, gurus. 
Another form of people are the self-appointed gurus, quote unquote. And I'm not talking about the, the cultish leaders that we've had in the past, which obviously had some manipulation and some technique to do that to, to supposedly, it seemed like a, a lot of people who were uh, uh, normal-minded individuals, they were able to manipulate and persuade and you know drive fear into them that they never had. And, and the idea that they can lead them out of the fog that they might be living through. Who knows? I'm not talking about those. Because those guys were obviously psycho psychologically damaged, uh, but they had a technique to get people even more so psychologically damaged and doing the dirty work for them. You guys know who I'm talking about. Jim Jones, fucking the, all the, what that documentary on Netflix was about, the Indian dude, I can't remember his name. But the cultist leaders, the Waco, Texas guy, which I'm blanking on, David Koresh, all those people. That's not the gurus I'm talking about, even though probably people in their cult saw them as gurus. I'm talking for the, by the self-appointed, Fucking gurus on Facebook, Twitter, mostly Instagram and Twitter, uh, and people who go to see them and to guide them. I don't understand that. Uh, was Gandhi a guru? I don't know. Uh, I watched this uh, comedy sketch, or not a sketch, I guess it was a podcast. They were talking about he was just a homeless guy in rags. I don't know how true that is. That's not me saying it. That's someone else. But the people that look up to these certain people, gurus now, and I'll, I'll call them the techie gurus, they're not, they don't know anything more than you at all. And when I see people who act like gurus or who follow them, and especially the gurus themselves, are very self-absorbed people. And I've talked to some of these people who now are into that guru world, and I feel like they, are, they have always been self-absorbed uh, as far as I've known them, maybe not in their past. I don't know some of them that well, but they seem like it's all about them. It's all about their own self-fulfillment, that whatever they tell you is right, whatever they tell you, whatever you're doing is wrong or could be better. And these people, it seems like most of them don't do what they preach. They don't say what they're typing, or excuse me, they don't do what they're typing. They don't lead the life that they're trying to tell people how to live, lead. They're just not. These are self-described, self-prescribed, self-ascribed, Gurus, they self-appointed themselves to this level of telling you what to do. The self-help, fine. I guess that works on some psychological level from actual clinical physicians, psychologists, psychiatrists, what have you. People have gone to school, maybe you've had a practice for 20 to 25 years and are trying to actually clinically diagnose you. Not some fucking guy on Instagram in his uh, 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 grandfather's basement paying zero rent, zero uh, uh, utilities, just, just doesn't, is not really trying to make anything outside of himself like this wonderful pod podcast is doing and this beautiful writing and these words that I'm doing because I'm better than you because I am a guru, of course. And you all know that. My five listeners, you're all raising your hands right now. You're all fucking tapping your desk excitedly. You're whacking off however you want to do that. You're sticking things in orifices. And you're saying, God damn, this guy's got it right. This is why I listen. This is why I uh, uh, subscribe because Josh is a pure guru. These other people are not. And the, the people who they feed off of, are, they have to be lost souls. They have to be even weaker-minded individuals. So if someone on Instagram or Twitter is saying, like, live your best life, mind and body and soul, how can you have a mind if you don't have a body and soul? Is a mind a healthy mind without a healthy body? Fuck them. Just absolutely fuck them. Because they don't know what they're talking about. They have sad, sad lives. Or they're trying to reinvent themselves from their previous sad fuck-ups. I mean, I'm talking about people who have done dumb shit that I know of. These are just what I know of. And when people are, even the healthy people, you know, I like, I like trying to be healthy. It's, it's, it's fun. 
it, it can get you motivated. I, I, I go, like, not lately. I don't have a great home gym, but I, I, I get excited to work out a lot and feel healthy, of course. And then I fucking I fuck it up with four days of very heavy drinking. Um, but that's me. I'm not telling you to go drink. I'm telling you to live your best life. That's all. Have fun. Just have fun. But these people aren't telling you to have fun. They're saying you're wrong because you're not having, you're not listening or prescribing to what they're saying. You're, you're just not. Um, where was I going with that? It wasn't just the gurus. There are other people out there. Oh, the healthy people. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I think I, t- I said one time I was talking to someone and everybody I, I knew at this previous school, which I liked them a lot. I liked some of them. Well, no, not all of them. I liked some of them, a handful, a couple. I liked a couple of them, uh, but uh, that whole school was very pretentious about health. I mean, health is good. That's fine. I'm not knocking being healthy, but if you're pretentious and you're pushing sh- your shit of what's healthy on other people, that's not good. I went to Costco one time to get dog food or some shit. I had a, had a long break. I know we needed dog food, and I got the dog food. Uh, bringing it out, I'm like, ah, I'm kind of hungry. And I look at the menu. I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'll get a hot dog. I got a fucking fifty hot dog with a soda, and I don't drink soda very, very often at all. If in, in months, in months, I'll have two sodas. Maybe, maybe. My sugar and my diabetes or my pre-diabetes comes from beer. That's the sugar that I get, which is not any better. Um, yeah, the fuck, it's a lot better. It gives you way better feeling than, than Pepsi. Uh, but uh, rum and Cokes are good, or whiskey and Coke, I'll have, the, anyways, that's good too. But the, the, the people, I told someone at this school, and I, I wouldn't call her a pretentious person at all. I wouldn't. Uh, but she's one of the, she's a p- person that would would mock or look at what you're eating and find it disgusting because they're not eating that they're eating chia seeds you know there's there's taking a whole whole fucking uh, palm full of chia seeds and drink and, and eating it and then they they would get some uh, uh, quinoa possibly with with uh, uh, organic avocados that are eight ninety nine each at, at Whole Foods. Uh, but even Whole Foods is beneath them because they go to local. They'll they'll go to a local farmer in Ecuador and get that fucking avocado shipped to them. And the peasants of Ecuador are getting whipped and bound and enslaved for that person to get an eight ninety nine avocado. But they'll cut it up and put them in their in their ancient grains. But when they're eating their chia seeds, and she's like, "Oh, what'd you get? What'd you have? What'd you have for lunch?" Just regular, common, decent conversation between people. When we could have those, when we can open our mouths and have spittle in the air, and even have the spittle go go into your throat. That was that was a, that was a, years ago. Um, it was last year. But I had a Costco hot dog. I put some relish on there, some uh, uh, deli mustard, and I think that was it. And I had my Pepsi or Coke or whatever the fuck they sell there. Dr. Pepper, I don't, Mr. Pib, Dr. Thunder. I don't know. I can't remember what they sell. Um, but she's, ugh, hot dog. And that, that's, that, 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 was, that was her reaction. Ugh, ugh, hot dog. And that was kind of, I think that was the end of the conversation. Because I got annoyed because she was chewing on her chia seeds a little loudly. Uh, and... I don't even know what a fucking chia seed is. Uh, it's probably got stuck in her teeth while she's rubbing, rubbing afterwards some uh, uh, essential oils on her gums. Um, so that's that annoys me too. Gurus are no different than the, the health aficionados, the workout people on Instagram, or who you might know in your lives who are telling you what's wrong. And ugh, they give you that ugh, ugh, ew, you drink, ugh, you had a hot dog, ugh, ugh. You got a chia chia seed stuck in your fucking tooth, you asshole. Another guy I worked with years ago, he was a millennial cunt, um, but uh, he he, he would sit in his chair at the little office that I worked at, 
uh, as straight as possible. I'm doing it right now. You can't see me. It kind of hurt. Ah, fuck, that hurts my back. Uh, but he's sitting as straight as possible. And he was a yoga guy. He's like 6'3", skinny, and pretentious as shit. I mean, just the most pretentious guy I've ever met. He even had a pretentious name. I won't label him. He doesn't listen to this. It doesn't matter. It was a pretentious name. He's an American dude with a name that wasn't at all, not, it wasn't Joe or Thomas. So his parents were pretentious assholes who gave him a name that no one could fucking pronounce. Um, but he would sit up very straight in his chair and he would never bend. And he would, he would invite me to yoga, hot yoga, Bikram yoga. And I always thought, like, I should go. And I'm starting to do yoga more in my little compound here in the dungeon. Uh, doing a little bit more. I try to do 20 minutes in the morning when I'm feeling good, uh, uh, you know, feeling alive, uh, to go do 20 minutes of that. And then I'll do my prison workout. Um, punch the punching bag after that. Get the fucking, the, get the aggression out. Because yoga just doesn't get my aggression out. I need other shit. But this guy didn't have any aggression. Even though he, he, never, he could never get laid, he tried a lot. He tried a lot with every coworker that was in the, and this was a job that I only had for like 20 hours a week while I was teaching. Uh, just a supplemental income like I've done my whole life. Um, and he could never get laid. I even heard girls talking about, he's weird. He's a weird guy. Because uh, he was fucking weird. What, did I tell, I talked about him before. Check the fucking past 40 episodes. Uh, he was a guy who thought, I know I've talked about him. God damn it. Fuck it. Who cares? He was a guy who thought, I'm not going to pay for dates anymore. Damn it. Now I did talk about him. I'm not going to pay for dates anymore. Meaning if you t- ask a chick out on a date, he won't pay for her. Nothing. A drink. He didn't drink anymore. That's another thing that caused me to be like, ooh, ooh. But then let me cut. The, I st- told that story. He wouldn't pay for a date. Fucking, uh, he would make them pay, go on walking dates. He didn't get laid. That's why. I said, well, you, you might have to pay for a date here and there. Nope. I'm not doing it. All right. Well, have fun whacking off in your fucking very upright posture mode. And where's your, where's your cum going to go if you're very stiff with your back? I don't know. Probably in this bag of chia seeds that he bought. And he told me, he said, I buy chia seeds in bulk. I'm like, what the fuck? Who does that? Who puts, sh- and you always drink this cunty fucking shake every morning or the smoothie and chia seeds in it? Ugh, whatever. I don't even know what chia seed is, but that's annoying to me. All right. Uh, I'll be back in a minute. I need to check on the fucking brethren here. All right. Back again. The beauty of, uh, technology where it sounds like I go don't go away for the last two hours and then come back um so where was I I was talking about a guy coming in his bag of chia seeds in bulk right not as come but the uh, the chia seed bulk um all right what else did I have let me get my bearings here uh I've been obviously doing the stupid uh loser delivering uh, until another job pops up, which I've been applying to, and one will come at some point, I'm assuming. Uh, maybe not. Maybe this is uh, the life, the way life is. There just are no jobs anymore for a fairly educated person. Not a smart person, but fairly educated. So maybe I lost my calling, and now this is my calling to just do independent shit the rest of my life and never have a boss again. That sounds beautiful. That sounds actually glorious. And that's really what I've been trying to attempt to do for a long time now. And really, maybe maybe this pandemic, maybe the fucking the, the thousands of people who are dying are giving me now me uh, an opportunity to not be me anymore. To go out there and say, fuck it. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. This is it. Not deliver. I don't want to do that shit forever. Not the delivery driver stuff, but just... Maybe now finally make ends meet. What I really have to do though is fucking fix the echo, but I can't do that. It's th- this dungeon is an echo chamber with torturous devices uh, that are usually called kids' toys and family shit that we can't get rid of. Uh, but that's my this is my torture chamber. So mind the echo, but who cares? Who gives a shit? 
but yeah, delivery drivers and probably Uber drivers. I've never done that. I've never been confident enough in my vehicles to have anybody want to come in or drive it. And I just don't want to deal with that shit at all. Or Lyft drivers, whatever they are. But anybody who's a delivery driver now, it seems like an independent contractor who uh, signs a W-9 I think it was, or whatever, you know, the tax shit for independent contracting, which will fucking gut me probably uh, come April uh, in terms of taxes. But it's funny when you're hanging out outside of a restaurant or a fast food place. And again, Chick-fil-A is fucking amazing. Not the food. I, I think I've had it once I, years ago, probably 15 years ago now. Um, but I've never seen a more crowded drive through I've never seen people wait in line that spills out onto the busy street and just pull to the side and take up one whole lane from the rest of all the other drivers who are not trying to get fried chicken from the Christian regime. It, I've never seen it this crowded before. I think COVID helped them out. I think the, uh, uh, the idea of the dining room is t- completely closed off. Uh, that people have to either mobile order, uh, they get it delivered to them, or they go through the fucking drive through gauntlet, which a lot of people seem to do for whatever reason. And again, going back to the unawareness, when I'm trying to cross the parking lot, because I park about uh, two blocks away because I'm smart. So I get my food, and I walk two blocks away, and it gives me a little bit more exercise, and it gets me out of the fucking traffic. But people are coming out of the parking lot, coming into the parking lot. Assholes. Pure assholes. They don't see pedestrians. They don't see bicyclists. Nobody sees a biker uh, going by. But uh, I saw a guy almost got hit the other day by a fat fucking guy in a big truck wanting to get a spicy chicken sandwich and waffle fries and an Oreo shake probably. <clears throat> Sorry, my throat's going haywire here. Let me take a, 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 a annoying drink. Uh, <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. Um, yeah, that, that happens too. So anyways, it's, it's a dangerous job. It's one of the dangerous jobs out there. But I think the people who are, I was talking to some people this, uh, this morning who were just hanging out and they're t- talking about the trials and tribulations of, of delivering, uh, of the stupid orders that you have to take, of yeah, driving around a bunch of morons. And I was trying to think, I see all these people congregated. And I don't talk to a lot of them. A lot of them are dirtbags. A lot of them are normal people. I'm probably in the middle, I guess, if I want to give myself that much credit. Um, but you know, I overhear conversations, but the conversations that I have, it just got me thinking about taxi driver, the great movie, of course, uh, Robert De Niro, Peter Boyle, uh, Jodie Foster, young Jodie Foster was that, I think it was a Martin Scorsese, uh, um, flick, but I was trying to, is this the new, are these the new taxi drivers? Cause I think taxi cabs are basically dead in California. I don't think there are many taxi drivers anymore. Maybe San Francisco, uh, maybe LA still has some, but they've been uh, totally gutted. Uh, and ran out uh, of the industry by Uber and Lyft and all these other uh, courtesy uh, corporations. Is that what they call them? Uh, pr- providing a, 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 not a courtesy, but a, a necessary need maybe uh, to, the, to the public, which it is now. These delivery jobs are kind of almost necessary. Who wants to drive 20 minutes to get uh, in a fucking Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A 40-minute uh, drive-through when COVID's going around? Right. So I think Chick-fil-A and the Christian owners uh, put stock in themselves. And I think they may have created COVID. I think that Chick-fil-A put COVID in their chicken nuggets and their morning biscuits, chicken biscuits, which still weirds me out when people order that for some reason. Uh, I think they put it in there. Uh, do they have pot pies? I don't know. They have Cobb salads, which is just a, a fat man's version of what a, a healthy item might be because it has egg in it. Is that ham? 
Uh, I thought, I guess not ham, but chicken. It must have fucking chicken. That's all they serve there. So I think they sprinkle that shit from uh, their 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 Christian uh, empire. Uh, I'm sure it's some uh, windowless uh, industry industrial complex in the South. And they said, we need Coke. We need something to up our sales in the West and probably the Northeast in these very liberal blue zones. So I think they sprinkled COVID and brought it here. So I blame Chick-fil-A for all of this, all the pandemic. People say bat. I think it was a different type of creature, a different thing with wings that don't work very well. It was a chicken. I think it was a chicken that brought COVID to the United States. Um, But I was thinking about Taxi Driver. And that's who they are. They're hanging out. They're talking. It's not as seedy as the, it was depicted in that movie. I just wonder, looking at all these people, who's going to be the next Travis Bickle? Who's going to be the next taxi driver lunatic who uh, ends up being heroic in the movie? And spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, who cares? Just watch it anyways. Who's going to be that Travis Bickle? Is it going to be me? Is it going to be the dude who wears uh, sweats and, and, and sliders? Gliders? What do they call those fucking shoes where you slip your feet in? And uh, wear, they wear socks with them? Am I going to be the guy in, in pajama pants, which I saw the other day, and a dirty sweatshirt? Uh, am I going to be the guy who's wearing his mask below his, his, his gnarled beard and his beer belly sticking out a little bit below uh, too tight of a shirt? Is that going to be the next Travis Bickle? Who's going to be Peter Boyle? Who's going to be the sort of go-to taxi driver who's put his time on the streets, who's a seasoned veteran of that industry, and trying to give advice to the Travis Bickle character? Who are going to be the side characters? Who's going to be the ensemble cast of uh, Uber Driver or a a DoorDash or Uber Eats or a Grubhub driver? Who are these people? Because this is now the new world order of, of the industry, is just getting dirt bags with no, probably not a lot of experience to drive around, uh, a, a huge probably lack of care, <coughs> excuse me, COVID. And, and, and just they're just trying to obviously make ends meet. And a lot of them don't speak English, not against them, but they just don't. Uh, they just thrust the fucking phone with the name in the employee's face. And it's, it's kind of, it's a little jarring. Who's going to be, who's going to, who's going to play that character? Who's going to play the ethnic part in the new taxi driver, which will be called Uber and DoorDash Clash? I don't know. That's a bad. That's a bad title. You guys come up with a title. I don't know. Chick Fil A, COVID question uh, mark. Uh, the new the new Uber Eats. Uh, I don't. I can't come up with a title off the top of my head. That's a bad one. Where's the thirteen year old Jodie Foster whore? Who's that going to be? In this case, she probably has to be sixteen. And I think I've seen some kids who are waiting for orders who barely have any pubes. At all. I mean, they're they're at maybe sophomores or maybe juniors in high school. Babies. They're babies. They're the age of my son, Alma, or a little older. And they're, they're, they're so, they don't know what they're doing. Uh, obviously, they're going to have a better life than I have uh, because they, they're getting out there in the world. They're learning things early on. I, I'm quitting KFC when I'm 17. Uh, I'm quitting uh, fucking getting fired from Little Caesars when I'm 17. That's what I was doing. I wasn't going out there, but you know what? I'm going to be an independent contractor. I'm going to file my W-9, even though uh, I don't totally uh, can't vote yet. Uh, uh, I can barely drive. And I'm using my mom's uh, used uh, fucking Hyundai or Kia. I don't know. Cilantro, Sorrento, whatever the fucking Kia is. Um but 
where's the whore? The, the whore's got to be there. We got to have someone to save. Travis Bickle needs someone to save. He needs someone to look up to like a Peter Boyle. He needs his, his, his constituents around him. He needs a governor to kill or a mayor or whatever the fuck it was. He needs things, he needs, uh, things to burn, his arm in particular. But I think we could just use, uh, 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 pull a couple of fucking French fries out of a McDonald's bag and we could just hold it on our forearm and just uh, take that skin. Take the pain, take the pain, and then we could get ripped and do push-ups in our apartments, waiting to go, waiting to see on our app on our iPhone tens when or iPhone X when uh, the it's going to be busy in our delivery area. Are we getting that plus one bonus? Are we getting that two fifty bonus? Oh shit, it's getting busy now. Ding 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 ding. The app is ringing. Who's that going to be? That'd be a fucking great movie. And speaking of movies. I am writing, not a movie, I'm going to turn it into a script at some point, but I am writing a, a horror comedy, if you want to think about a genre, which is a, a fantastic genre. It's, it's, it's funny, in my mind. Uh, it's kind of, uh, it could be over the top in a little bit, uh, uh, in terms of horror, but all great horror cam is a little bit over the top. I don't, I, I don't like when horror takes it too, itself too seriously. I enjoy the movies. Um, of course, that you know the the, the great ones, the, the the quieter films, the one that you know Science of the Lambs, not horror, which I think I've mentioned, but it, the things that make you laugh, but also cringe and not in the over the top way. Hostel was a piece of shit. If you watch Hostel, it's a piece of shit. Uh, uh, things like the Cabin Fever, yeah, it's okay. Uh, um, the one fucking with Simon Pegg, uh, Shaun of the Dead. Great. You know, shit like that with zombies, comedy, things like the uh, House in the Woods or Cabin in the Woods. That was fun. So it's not in that vein. I'm doing more of a, a, an homage to all these uh, characters that I grew up with, uh, the Jasons and the, the, the Freddy in terms of how the stylistics of, of the killings. Uh, there's going to be tits in there. There's definitely going to be a, a tit in there or, or two. Uh, I've been writing tons of notes on uh, what's going to be happening. You can hear me flipping through the pages of my pretentious notebook. You know, the idea of a, of a, of a titty, uh, titty fuck death, that, that's going to be so fun to write. Um, and just other types of death. And the first one I have, it's, on, it's, it's going to be, well, let me set the premise to get everybody excited. The five people listening and downloading this and thank you guys for getting over a thousand i've got over a thousand downloads which is not big like i mentioned to, but it's big for me i'm a small small fish here little fish in a big pond um and but it, it's set at a country club and the country club i w- worked at in arkansas one of my 40 jobs uh probably now probably 42 43 give or take over under it's 42 um but one of those jobs which i, I probably mentioned in some episode again gives a fuck um, worked at a country club. Don't know how I got the job. Uh, I worked at a bartender for a little bit in this place in Roswell, New Mexico. Uh, right when we had a child, we moved to San Diego cause it's too fucking expensive. Uh, we're, we, we just graduated. I just graduated college. Uh, my wife was kind of figuring out what she wants to do uh, as a career. I wanted to do something as well. So we moved out to Roswell, New Mexico with my parents and our little child, our six month old child at that or six week old. <clears throat> at that point, and eventually I got a job at this place called fucking Tijuana's. It's since changed. Uh, but Tijuana's was a Mexican restaurant that was not that good. It's in Roswell. There's not going to be a good Mexican in Roswell, even though there's fucking tons of Mexicans in Roswell. Never makes sense to me. I live in Northern California. Mexican food's not the best. I'm biased. Okay. All right. Tex-Mex fucking sucks. Just don't even mention that. Tex-Mex. Uh, so got a job there. Worked my way up from a shitty server. 
Uh, really shitty server. And please just turn me off if you heard this before. I remember my first day as a server on the job. I'm carrying this tray of uh, of Cokes. And sh- I, I did tell this. Anyways, I spilt them all over the fucking customers. Um, yeah, got that job. Then once I went moved to Arkansas, got into grad school, I said, ah, shit, I'm getting stuff going on here now. I'm going to be important in the world. I'm going to be a success. And uh, we found a great house in the middle of nowhere, land around, beautiful deer in our front yard, turkeys gobbling, I don't know, shit in the, the fucking cicadas and uh, lightning bugs uh, all over the place. Great, beautiful, perfect. Got a job at a country club about 20 minutes north. Still great. I was making 10 to 11 bucks an hour in Arkansas, where at a server job, normally you get two thirty-five an hour back then. $2.35 in these places for a waitress, for a waiter, for a server, if you want to be PC. That is egregious because they're living off their tips. And I was really lucky to get one that paid 10, 10 bucks an hour, moved up to 11 or 12 by the time I left three years later. But that was great. Plus, I got 18% tips from these country club cunts every single order that I made. So some douchebag comes in and orders a Miller Lite, right? Three bucks, I get 18% of that. Not great, but him and his whore of a wife come in and order a $8 Cosmopolitan and maybe a $8 Martini. I'm getting 18% on that. If they don't tip, I still get tipped. Does that make sense? And thank God for that country club, but the douchebags that live there, this is what I liked about the whole scenario. And that's what I'm writing about. The falseness of the area, the, the, the gated community, if you want to call it that. You had to go through a kiosk where some 17-year-old uh, uh, wannabe golf pro in his khaki shorts and his polo tucked in is, is looking at me, and I got to make sure, hi, I work here. I'm a dirtbag. I'm not one of these other pseudo-fucking-rich people around here that you so envy and that you so look up to and you want to become. You want, well, you might want to come on them, but you want to become them when you're older. You say, I wish I could have this. I want to live in a gated community. I want to live in a house with false bricks on the outside, or if not false, they're imported from uh, some industrial fucking uh, compound. And I used that word earlier. I understand that. But it's from some pit that is being dug in North Dakota with black-lunged uh, workers. And they're shipping it here. And they say it's French. Or they say it's Italian stone. It's not. It's from some fucking dredge in the Black Hills where they took away uh, the lands of the natives. That's where it's coming from. Right, so you have these fake flagstone houses. They're all big. They're all like tiny yards, though. Uh, uh, they may might have a pool or might not. And the people who live in them are just as fake as the facade of the residents. Just as false of people as the the planned out community that was just never should be around. Never should have been a thing. And do I hate golf? I don't. I don't golf anymore. I would do, I'd be a pitch and putter, take an 18-pack of, of fucking beers with us on there, and we would just go pitch and putt for a while when I lived in San Diego still. It was fun. I never became a country club golfer, but working there, I could see why I'm proud that I never became a fucking country club golfer because the people who live there are a disease. They're horrific people. They don't uh, deserve the success that they think they have, and you could see right through them. They have bravado, some of them. They have pride where they shouldn't. Um, They have a trophy wife sometimes or not. 
Some of the, the women were horrific looking. It's the South. But, I mean, come on. There's beautiful women in the South, but some of them are a mess. Uh, I'm sure there's good-looking dudes in the, in the South. A lot of them are the mess in the mess as well. They're, they're messy. They're, they're, they're Southern. But they kind of try to clean themselves up with their alligator polos. They try to clean themselves up with their Titleist visors. And the women with their really s- small tennis uh, um, skirts or whatever you want to call them. And the tight tennis shirts. Walking around. Probably can't hit a fucking ball. But they, they try. They look the part. They have a souped-up golf cart in their driveway because they don't need to drive their car from their house, which is half a mile away, to the country club and the restaurant. They don't have to go there because you don't have to drive in that community. You just drive your golf carts around, and then you go to your fucking Walmart job where you're a buyer or a seller of rawhide dog bones, and you think you made it in life. You sell diapers or to, you work for Unilever. And you sell fucking Axe spray to horny, pimple-dicked 14-year-olds. And that's become your job. You're going to go to death. You're going to be in a death, on your deathbed. And you're going to re- remember all the deals that you cut with the other exporters, other retailers. How you sold that fucking saltine cracker bin to someone who didn't need saltine crackets or eat crackers. They wanted Cheez-Its. But you sold them on the saltines because you work for fucking Nabisco. I don't know if any of that's true. I don't know how that world works. But I worked in a world watching those people and me assuming that's how the world works. Were some of the guys nice? Sure. Were some of the people uh, decent human beings? Sure. Yeah, they were. But not a lot of them. Did they tip? Well, yeah, I got pretty good paychecks. I got a stipend from the college to be a graduate student professor. I got my tuition paid for in grad school. I only had to take out loans for moves and necessary means of, of, of living at that moment. You know, I, I, but I, I got through a four-year grad school program. So basically a PhD, right, in terms of units and credits for free, basically for free. So instead of me struggling out there with $100,000 of school debt, I don't have that. But I don't have anything now in terms of a job. See how it works? See how it works? But getting back to the country club, that's what the movie's going to be about eventually. That's what the story I'm working about is. It's about big tit waitresses. It's about big tit uh, a, a country club workers who are trying to make a dollar from the losers who live there. The pseudo rich, the fake rich. These are the people who cannot be told by uh, uh, protesters that we're going to eat you. We're going to eat the rich because if they found them, be like, you fucking sell pacifiers at Walmart? You're a buyer and seller of fucking uh, inner tubes? Uh, you, you buy Pokemon cards and you sell them and you, 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 you're a salesman. You're, you're a highfalutin salesman. You're not an Arthur Miller type salesman, right? You're not that character from Death of a Salesman, but you are kind of like them, but you, you have the pool parties you have the fourth of july parties you have a crawfish boil which one of the club members invited me and my son to and he ate crawfish and he liked it back then now he doesn't like fish i don't know what happened he's grown crawfish is all right but a big crawfish boil for the southern the southern elite let's just call them southern elite shall we because that's what they are they have a kiosk at the front of their community and they have a fake flagstone house is that even what it's called 
I'll paint the picture better with my writing because I'm more eloquent, I think, with writing than with words. Maybe. But you have these people. You have a foursome on a golf course. You have tournaments going on. You have parties that I would bartend at at the back of the clubhouse. And I'd have my makeshift bar there. And the drinks would be free. But they'd still tip me or not. But I'd get 18% of the sales. So if it's a $2,000 party, I would get 18% of that as long as I served during that party. Not bad. And I got to drink on the job. I drank all the time on the job. The person who hired me, she drank all the time on the job. Her husband at the time, which I think they're now divorced, or they are now divorced. Not going to name names, but uh, his, his, the chef, the head chef, executive chef there, uh, his wife who hired me, she was drinking all the time on the job, but she was the clubhouse manager. She was the manager of the restaurant. She could do whatever she, the fuck she wanted. But she told me when she got to know me, yeah, you can do whatever you want too. Just don't act too drunk. I was hammered at s- sometimes at the job, especially when I had to work these parties. If I had to do some fucking uh, a parrot head cabana club party for these fucking douchebags, for these middle-aged women, MILFs, who want to fuck everything else except for me, uh, anybody else besides their husband, they're out there trying to show their, their, their weird plastic surgery that they got from some doctor in Tulsa, Oklahoma. No offense against Tulsa. I like Tulsa. And then the men in their uh, uh, smugness, in their fat tanned bellies, or, or the, the, the Jimmy uh, Buffett uh, tank tops they don't want to take off. And they're, these were mid-40s. These people back then were like mid-40s. Jimmy Buffett? Really? But when fucking Margaritaville came on, baby... You know, I was getting those tips. I wasn't doing the music, but when it came on, they would tip well, and they would want margaritas. Uh, That's what I'm going to write about. But all of them will die. That's what it's going to be. That's where the horror comedy comes. They're all dying. Not every single country club member, but they're going to die. One by one, they're getting lopped off. One by one, the community starts getting like, oh, Bob died? How did he die? I'm not going to give a spoiler away how they die. There's going to be a titty fuck death. I already mentioned that. There's going to be some sort of death in a walk-in cooler. There's going to be that. There might be some death by golf clubs because we're at a golf course or maybe a mishap with a golf cart. That can also happen, but I'm not giving it away. But what I, that's, that's, that's where I'm going towards, right? The, the big-titted waitresses that I work with, the, the, the perviness of the cooks and the dishwashers that I, some of them I worked with, not all of them. But if you've ever worked in the kitchen before, it's a wild place to work. And I've worked in a few. And being the head bartender at this place, I got to see it all from sort of a bird's eye view. The chefs would talk to me. They didn't get pissed off at me. They would get pissed off at the servers. And it was a friendly place, much friendlier than other restaurants I looked, worked at. There wasn't a division between all of them, but until there was. If a server fucked up, some 18-year-old college chick fucked up, you could tell the chefs got pissed. If someone ordered a well-done steak, uh, one of the uh, uh, country club members, they also got p- p- uh, pissed off and maybe would call them a couple of racial things, even if they weren't of color because no one at that country club was, was of color. There were no POCs at that country club. I think there was one black man that lived there, and I think someone of Hispanic or uh, descent, maybe a couple of them. That's it. It was a white, white bread place in northwest Ar- Arkansas with a bunch of Walmart executives can't see my air quotes but that's not what they were they were buyers and sellers pseudo executives all right but i'm going to talk about them i'm going to talk about people i knew and not use names in the especially in the story but the chefs i love them they were great guys 
uh, ex-drug addicts, ex-alcoholics, which seems to fit the narrative of a chef. Uh, I remember them watching them snort powdered wasabi off a stainless steel table, just putting lines of wasabi on there and snorting it up. I remember that. I remember getting high with one of the chefs on a golf cart, and we're just driving through when we're supposed to be kind of at a party. But I was, I was, like I said, I was kind of a manager. I was the head bartender. I let other people do serve shit. We would just take rides on a golf cart, smoking weed. I had a whiskey and Coke. He didn't drink anymore. Good for him. But I'd be drunk, high, just on the middle of this country club, which is beautiful if you see, if you like golf course. They are beautiful. They make them look beautiful. It's kind of a false nature, but it's still beautiful. And in the south, you have beautiful forests in that area. And they kind of just carved and, like I said, are dredged and just ruined the natural landscape of the Ozark Mountains and just fucking put in greens and false uh, setups of, of where trees and boulders should be. That's what they did. So I'm going to kill some people there. Not really. Not actually. Don't call the, the, the higher, don't call the authorities on me. I'm not going to actually kill people. I'm going to kill them fictionally. And it's going to be fun. So fun. So I'm actually finally having fun with writing again. Uh, snorting wasabi. What else did I see? I saw a lot of shit. Uh, I can't, I'm, I'm blanking on all the memories because I didn't write them down. But it was a fun job. It was one of those fun jobs that I'm like, ah, that was probably the, one of the most fun jobs I've ever had. I liked all the people I worked with. Uh, I still kind of keep in touch with some of them through, through social media, obviously. Uh, some of them I have no idea what happened. Uh, but th- th- a lot of them were good people. A lot of them were idiots. There were some people they hired that were just dipshits. Uh, but the, the core of the people that I was around were great. Fantastic. Uh, a, a, a chef one time was a chef co uh, I can't remember uh, not co-worker fuck a dishwasher line cook I can't remember there was a new girl that got hired and this is where the pervertedness comes from and she was maybe 18 19 years young young girl good looking young in a southern way too tan way too tan um, but you know because the, they tan in the south a lot they like to tan uh, it's, 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 the sun, I guess, doesn't come out there much. I, no, it does. It's fucking hot. It's hot in the summer. Go outside. No, they like they like tanning places. I'm not saying California doesn't. They do, but they like it there. A lot of women are tan, overly tan. Like kind of like we see them in a creepy tan way. Their their teeth are too white, and they're 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 not orange, but they're just they're they're leathery, even when they're eighteen. So this girl, this oh look at her, look look at her, look at her at. Go take a picture. They wanted they wanted me to take. I said I, I have a fucking flip phone, which I did back then. This is two thousand six, seven, eight, whatever it was. Uh, I'm like I'm not taking a picture of her ass, man. I'm sorry. I'm just not. I'm not gonna do that. So they found some other adult to do it, and he's going around trying to do it while she's not paying attention. And this is during the slow moments. This is before the rush. This is at four o'clock in the afternoon when the rush would come in at five or six. So all the prep work is done. I got all my prep done. I got all my bottles filled. I got shit cleaned out. Ice bin is full. And now we just fucking sit and wait for the stupid cunts to come in. The fucking pseudo Walmart rich assholes. Just wait for them. And then we come in. Hey, Mr. Burgess. How you doing? Mr. Roberts. How's it going today? Hi, Mrs. Uh, uh, fucking I'm blanking on the name. Hi, Mrs. Kowinski. Look at hi. How you guys doing today? Put that false bravado or the false uh, uh, attention on. A false smile. I didn't. I never did. Never did. They would come in and be like, hey, what's up? What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm getting your 18%. I don't give a shit. I made friends with the people like that, though, who like that. They're like, oh, thanks for not being so false. Thanks for not trying to cater to all our fucking needs because they knew secretly they worked at fucking Walmart. 
Not to say anything wrong with that. But they knew who they were. They knew they just had a decent full-time job in a place that doesn't need a lot of money to look like you're succeeding. You could probably buy one of those fake flagstone fucking shipped in from North Dakota. You could probably buy one of those houses for like $185,000. So if you're making $75,000 as a Walmart pseudo executive, then you're doing pretty good. In California, one of those houses would probably be $1.8 million. So that's where we're living at. That's the mentality that I loved. Burning mice with blowtorches. I never did that, but I would see people who work there do that. Trying to get That's how you get rid of vermin in the kitchen. You burn them, you find them, you trap them, you burn them with a fucking blowtorch that you use for the beautiful creme brulee that some uh, 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 tennis pro uh, uh, that will eat later on for free because he works there. He's a tennis pro. He gets his dick sucked in the locker room by some... 55-year-old MILF who really wants to suck the tennis pro's dick and and fondle his racket. And he'll fondle her fun bags. That guy's going to die as well in my story. Tennis pro, golf pro, any pro pro that's out there, they're all dying. There's going to be a barbecue cook-off, but I don't think on the spit there's going to be a whole hog. There might be something else. Ooh, there might be something else on that spit. I don't know what it's going to be yet, but there will be something. And of course, cast of characters... Country club assholes. Also, the main characters, the people who work at the restaurant. And who do you think that main character might be? Will it be the bartender? Will it be the executive chef? Will it be the sous chef? Will it be the line cook? Will it be one of the servers with big tits? Will it be one of the, a little bit too old of a server who no longer goes to college but still lives the glory of his college days? Woo pig Suey. I'll talk to you guys next time. Happy Thanksgiving. Stay safe. Don't kiss your relatives. You'll die. Don't shake their hand. You'll die. Don't sing. They will also die. So look at Aunt Sally across the table with your mask on and just picture how nice it is that you don't have to talk to her about politics or Trump or Biden or anything else that does not matter. But be safe, please. Happy Thanksgiving. Talk to you guys soon.